If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain or from my heavy metal podcast, Talking Bollocks. You will see my name highlighted in the description. Please just click that and that will take you to over 300 interviews I've done with the good and the great of heavy metal. But here... I am your host, your guide, through the world that is Motorhead. I look after this virtual museum that we are building in the cloud of all interviews, stories, tales and legends from the wonderful world of Lemmy and Motorhead throughout their career. And if you want to make sure you don't miss out on one single episode, make sure you subscribe. There should be a button, a bell, something where you're listening to this that you can click and make sure that you get an episode every time it's released straight into your device. And better yet, why not tell other people to subscribe while you're doing it? So this episode is no different. We have a story that... I just had to hear about. This is my chat with Mike Robertson. Mike messaged me through Facebook and said, I've got a story to tell you. Gave me some very sketchy outlines, but it was enough to get me intrigued. Then we had a chat and it all came out. This is Mike Robertson and myself having a chat about Lemmy and Motorhead. Well, hello, Mike, and welcome to the Motorcast. Thank you. Um, now, look, you know what's coming. It is the question I ask everybody, and that is, when and how did Motorhead first enter your life? I was about 11 years old, I think, and um, there was a guy in my neighborhood who I was looked up to kind of. He was a really cool guy. He had, like, a cool car and shit and he had this big badass record collection and i went over to his house all the time and looked to his records all the time he one day he gave me this record he said you can have this one for free i'm like wow what can i have it for free for he said i don't want that shit to ruin my speakers and it was no sleep till hammersmith <laughs> that's brilliant so he so he, so he didn't he didn't want it was he was he a fan or or you and, know was he I don't know. He was scared to play it because he said it was going to fuck his speakers up or something. But uh, hell with him. I, I got his record and the rest is history, man. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, 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 what? You've got something out of me that nobody else has. Uh, no Sleep Till Hammersmith was my first Motorhead record as well. Right on. And uh, it's kind of, it's weird now when you think about it for like, you know, your first introduction to a, to a band to be a live album. But, you know, back back in the day, it, it, it didn't really matter, did it? You know, it was just it's just another album. Right. But um, so I, it's, I've heard this a few times from people that have like, you know, there was there was somebody local who said, you know, who was cool and said, listen to this. Yeah, I think Max Cavallero the other day I was listening to some of the back the back uh, back episodes of you in here. And Max Cavallaro said there was a guy in his neighborhood that he used to go over to listen to. Yeah. Music. I guess, you know, that guy in everyone's life at some point. Well, there you go. You you know, Mike Mike and Max, similar experiences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you look, you contacted me um 
and and straight out the gate, my interest was piqued because you said that you know you you got in touch with Lemmy, you spoke to him, and that ended up being the start of a a real adventure and a friendship. So um, so what Absolutely. happened? Well, I uh, was um, I was on tour with my band, and I run across a. Uh, a guy on tour who was writing a letter from a for a magazine, a report or some shit, and he had, he'd get some stuff from Lemmy sent to him, and I, he I noticed that Lemmy had wrote his number at the bottom of the page, so I kind of jotted it down. What his know, telephone and, number? Yeah. Wow. And I just cold called him one day. He just, <laughs> just rang him out out of the blue. Just rang him out out of the blue to see if the number was real and shit. And he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I was just seeing if the number was real. And if I was talking to Lemmy, he's like, yeah, it's me. And he was cool to talk about Motorhead. He was, he's like, I'll talk about Motorhead if that'll be it. And I'm like, okay, that'll be it. <laughs> and he talked about Motorhead for about an hour and a half. And then later on, he was like, uh, well, I'll tell you what, just don't give the number out to anyone else and you can call back. I'm like, cool. And then another hour after that, he was like, well, give us a call back next week. I'm like, sweet, no problem. See, hang on. The first time you spoke to him, you rang him up out the blue and you ended up speaking for two and a half hours. Absolutely, yep. That's, I mean, nothing about Lemmy should surprise me now, but that is, that's, that's epic. That really is. So, yeah, so sorry. It's better. He's, yeah. He's, okay. I'll let you go. <laughs> it gets better. Anyway, um, I've been working at the strip club and noticed Lemmy had been in last time he was in town. So instead he'd see him there. And I thought, well, fuck, I got his number. I should ring him up. And I called him. And said, when you get to you know Minneapolis, give me a call. Here's my number, this and that. We should go hang out at this club. And I was out bowling one night. Motorhead was coming to town, and it was wasn't for like two more days, so I didn't expect anyone to call. But Motorhead, let me call me on my cell phone. When I was out bowling with some people, and I'm like, what the fuck? My girl, my girlfriend says, "Let me from Motorhead." I'm like, like, like she had to say from Motorhead after that, you know, just let me. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll be down there in a minute. You know, we went down there and hung out with him and brought him down to the strip club and hung out and just um, started there. That's that's incredible. So you, I mean, at this point, had you spoken, you'd spoken to him a few times over yeah. the phone, I guess. Yeah, and then we met him, I met him in person when I got down there to the club. Yeah. And he brought some crew guys down with him and some other folks, you know, part of the entourage and shit, which is cool. And uh, we hung out all night. And the show was the next night, so we get his passes and shit, like all excess passes and shit, which is cool. I'm like, sweet. And it gets even better. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, he ends up calling me two or three times like every time he's in town he calls me up to go out with him now i'm kind of like a host of the town i'm like sweet right on so motorhead's coming to town i'm gonna be gone for two days take those days off of work and shit and yeah prepare for it and uh one time they were in town i think it was for snakebite love on tour and Vito devito who is uh mickey d's uh, drum tech 
he had just fucked off the bus. They said they said he fucked off in the middle of the night, meaning he just left the bus or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that's that's British for leaving. Yeah, he yeah. fucked off means he left. Yeah, <laughs> he fucked off, and I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? It means Mickey's got no one to do drums for him. And at this point, I was getting friends with some of the crew. You know, I was hanging out with with those guys when they came to town and shit. And Tony, the light guy, pointed out, "Well, Mike's a drummer," and as I was. And they put me on Mickey D doing the drums. Wow. Now, now, now I'm working for Mickey D on stage while he's playing. And they sent me his hand signals and shit to talk to Yogi, the, the guy with the, the monitors and shit. And uh, it was cool. I was on stage the whole show and fed him his Gatorade and kept his sticks full and his towels clean and shit. And it was pretty cool, man. That's that's amazing. In the space of uh, in the space of this conversation so far, you've gone from cold calling Lemmy, yeah. at, like out of nowhere, to meeting him, to getting backstage pass. You know, to getting the AAA, and the AAA is the is the holy grail of uh, of what anybody wants. Right. You know? Yeah, and yeah. You, you go one step further. You're now on stage working with him. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. It was really cool. That's insane. And, uh, Lemmy just kind of went to the bat for me. He just said, I know Mike, he'll be good. You know, I'm like, cool. He didn't, he never heard me play the drums or nothing, but uh, he knew I was a drummer. So, yeah, it's that, but it's that seal of approval from Lemmy that you were a decent guy. He knew you would fit in. Yeah, he was, it was his buddy for the, you know, the thing of it. So, yeah, you were, you were his uh, Minneapolis host. Exactly. And so, um, you know, did you did you just do drums one night? Did you end up? You know? I did them. I did them one night, and then they gave me passes to the next two nights. And at which point, Vito came back because the next night, uh, two nights later in Chicago, I was down there, and I was ready to go, but he'd come in. And so I'm like, okay, I'm off the hook, but it's to watch the show anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is, when you say I'm off the hook, I get what you mean because as amazing as it is, and it's a great, and you know, it's, it's a great experience. We're talking about it now, all these years later, but I know how much pressure you must have felt. Oh yeah, exactly, man. You know, not drinking or nothing before the show, trying to hold it, wanting to have it celebratory. You know, am I am I am out of work, man? I'm out seeing Motorhead, you know, but. Yeah, I'm working. So, but that well, that's it. And because you because you're a musician yourself, you know that you know that line yeah. between hey, we're going to work here, right? Exactly. There's that discipline. Yes, yeah, that discipline that you have to have. And um, but I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm 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 really really amazed that it, that that just happened for you. And so Vito came. You see, Vito came back. You see, we don't have. Yeah. We, we don't have an opposite of fucked off. <laughs> He's just kind of fucked like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't be like fucked in or fucked back. Uh, um, right. Apologize for those of you who don't like swearing, but come on. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, and so every time you met him afterwards, um, you know, was there was there many more sort of you know visits after that? 
Yeah, so that they still got in touch with me every time they came to town, and I still had passes every time, and it was cool. I mean, I made a friend. I did stay with them out in L.A. actually one time. I went out there with some friends of mine to, to see a, a horror convention, and I rang up Lemmy, and we went to the Rainbow, and I went back to his place with him, and he played. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it wasn't out yet. He had a Motorhead CD right. of some mixes that they just did i can't remember which one it was what year it was you know things are kind of blurry for me now but oh well but did you um did you this is this is weird so you go to a horror you'd go into a horror convention you've got friends with you i mean like and you just turn around to them and say right oh i'm gonna go and hang out with lemmy for a bit yeah yeah it's kind of the reason i went you know yeah you go out and hang out with the guy in his turf. He usually comes to mine, so yeah. Yeah, you go hang out with him in his his place. Went to the Rainbow for a while and back to his place, and then I went back to my hotel room before I fell asleep on his couch. I didn't want to impose, you know. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's something you know. As I've as I've come to learn, again, that's something that um, that Lemmy would appreciate. You know, he appreciated people who knew their limits and knew knew when they'd had enough. Exactly. The thing about it is, he made time for me, man. You know, he made time for people when they when they were honest, and you know, I was just a real fan. You know, and I just took it on, and he 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 read that I was a real fan, and and that uh, he liked to show me a good time. He liked to, you know, it was cool. He was just a good guy, man. A really good guy to know. Yeah. Really it's like well you know he was the so guy from some guy like me that can just cold call him out of nothing and end up working for the band and and over what period of time was this over how many uh how many uh, over how many years was you know your friendship um well we started hanging out in the overnight sensation tour so about 96 till uh 96 i think the last time i saw him was in uh 13 or something like that you must have spoken on the phone many times over the years. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where I did call him up if I was feeling down or something, too, you know, or, or just kind of like, like I was starting this record company one time. I was starting a, a label and I wanted advice from him. He's the kind of guy that gave me advice, you know, and yeah, he'd sit and listen to his shit and he'd give you his, his view, man. His view wouldn't fuck around either. It was pretty good. Good words, man. Always good, good solid quality advice coming from Lamb, man yeah and um yeah i mean well i'm, I'm not i'm not surprised uh you, you'd call him if you were down no wonder you were down if you started a record label that's that's one way to get, <laughs> yeah. that's one way to guarantee depression <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh but to get that priceless advice to be able to call him at home and and just keep his number and and, and need that use it when i needed it it was it was like gold, man. It was great. You know, just him allowing me to have that. Yeah. It was, it was just gentleman like in himself, you know. It was just to say, hey, you got any problems? Give me a call. You know, it was great. That's, I mean, that's just, it's amazing. It really is amazing that, that it, it you know, it sounds like a, a story from a forgotten era, the kind of people that just aren't around anymore. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's incredible. It really is. I mean, I guess probably the the most sort of 
I don't know, the only modern equivalent I can think of is is someone like Dave Grohl that, you know, everybody who works with him and is around him says that, you know, he's a he's a he's a great guy. Yeah, we took him to the bar once. <laughs> right, okay. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> he was playing in St. Paul in Minnesota here. Yeah. Right across the river from Minneapolis. And we took him to uh, a Grand Seven Saloon. This is part, it's like not known for the you know the clientele or whatever, but a shady little place over by where he played. He had a good time though; it was pretty fun. So, so you've you're you're a bit of a, you're a bit of a, a friend to bands, then? Uh, yeah, I like to be. I've been in a band my whole life, and I like you know know what it's like to be in a band and what it's like to hang out with guys, and yeah, I like to. Show appreciation when I can, and when it's returned, it's cool, you know. Well, what's what's the name of your band? Because you know everyone's going to want to know. Uh, the band isn't really around anymore. The band was called Quincy Punks. Right, that's a cool name. And uh, yeah, I run. I actually have, I have a, a blog right now. It's a Motorhead Collectors blog for collectors. It's obsessivemotorhead.blogspot.com. Oh well, send me the link as well. And yeah. Send me, send me the link as yeah. well, and um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll send it out with the uh, with. Well, I'll send it to the label to to put into the episode. Uh, sweet. Yeah. Well, if there's and this is this is something that this is something that we that we have to do. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm playing a very small role in this, but I like trying to connect Motorhead fans all around the world who all share that obsessive passion like you do. It, you know, it, it's great to put you all in touch. When the website first came out back in uh, the 90s, they had the Motorhead for Life thing. If you had a Motorhead tattoo, yeah, I got I to put on that, and then they take the feature down. But I've, I've been seen on there. I got a big Motorhead tattoo on my back. Right. Yeah, I, and and the thing is, with 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 the band no longer being around, um, that there aren't the gigs where everyone can get together because right. I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, motorhead gigs were as much like every gig is a fan convention. You know, you'd bump into people you haven't seen since the last time you saw motorhead. Right. There's a lot of cool places. Like there's like, uh, you know, in, in like, like uh, other across, across the pond from here, not really around America, but like Greece and, mm-hmm. Places like that have their motorhead chapters. They're old. Uh, True. They're old uh, motorhead banging chapters still going. And there's this thing called Motorhead World now, which is a brotherhood, another brotherhood that you can become a, a, a member of. It's kind of taking the place of the uh, motorhead bangers since they haven't, haven't been around since Lenny kicked off. You know, it's been. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, um, do you remember, you know, do you remember hearing the news or the, you know, the last time you spoke with him? Yes, I do. Um, I remember the last time I spoke with him. It was just uh, something brief, really quick. I can't remember what it was about, though. But um, there was a question about some old player or something like that. I don't know. I used to come with all kinds of dumb shit, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I you know we it it, it wasn't really a, a very big 
surprise for those of us that that kind of knew him or or around you know in the know because you could tell how old he was getting and i mean like you say those of us in the know because lemmy was obviously you know a pretty private person for somebody who was so identifiable and uh and yeah famous well famous and infamous yeah but but he was also very private so how did um how did you you know how did you find out how did you know uh i just i mean i picked it up in the news basically like anyone else i knew he was i knew he wasn't gonna last another uh year or more at least it seemed like at the time last time i talked to him which was before the shows that he had done before the last shows that he did and those shows now must hold a real a real place in your in your heart yeah, there's some of them on, on YouTube that are kind of hard to watch. There's one of them that's hard to watch. He's, you know, he's kind of screwing up his song. and Yeah. You know, you, you get the best from them every night, except for towards the very, very end, you know. Yeah, and and that's a, a kind of telling sign for everybody. Right. It was for me just as much as it was for anyone else, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And does that so? Does that show that you where you were crewing for Mickey D was that? I I, I was going to say is that the best Motorhead show you ever went to? But it's 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 weird because you would have watched you were watching the band from behind. You were literally having yeah. the opposite experience of a fan. It was no, it was it was it was a fan's experience. It was good. It was good enough to be on the stage with them, knowing that I was behind the, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes, so to say, you know, and. Uh, my wife at the time was taking pictures, uh, trying to take pictures of me behind the drum set, and she couldn't get a good one. And <laughs> it was just funny at the time. I mean, I got pictures from the night, and uh, you know, memories will last forever. And I got a lot of pictures of me and Lam, and me and Mickey, and that that was a good time. That was a good night. And what about other shows where you were, where you were, where you were going? Like you know. Um, just as a fan, any any particular that stick in mind? Uh, just how loud the last ones were that I went to, man. It was just so loud at one point. I was like, God, am I getting this old? Because this this is painful. This is actually painfully hurt my ears. It was like the only Motorhead shows I started wearing earplugs in were the last like four times I saw them. I think. So you think they ju- they just got louder? I think they just got louder. Yeah. And I know I get tinnitus to prove it, but I've been <laughs> playing my whole life, and I never used hearing protection until recently, and now I can't hear a damn thing. If I sing in a band, and I had my when I had my ears tested, the the guy just said, "Look, one piece of advice for you: stay as far away from the drums as possible." Yeah, it's, it's the symbols that will kill your ears. It's the symbols. Absolutely, yeah. I'm a drummer. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those last dates that you went to see, that was quite close to the the last dates they played. Uh, actually, no. It was the last time I saw them was for it wasn't for Bad Magic. It was um, for Aftershock, I think. Yeah, the tour prior. Right, right. It was the last one that came around here anywhere. And was and were they good shows? Yeah, they were good shows. They're always good shows. It's a place 
they always played up here called you know called First Avenue. It's a decent club, and um, it's 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 the best place to see motorhead in the state. That's for sure. It's just I, I'm I, I can't believe the the fact that this entire relationship was was forged by just you know I know we talked about it earlier but just the fact that you just rang the guy out of the blue that must have been a bit of a surprise to you as well that that he was like more than happy to just sit on the phone and talk. It was one of those things afterwards you get off the phone you call your buddies like hey I just put the phone and you know talking to Lemmy that's yeah, cool let's go have some beers talk about it you know that kind of thing it was like that it's like it was like it was just the guy was cool he talked to me you know he's he spent time with me it's really actually impressive you know and that's what he had to be known for and then you know it just it just goes to show you everything you hear about the guy it was true because the further I got in there, the more receiving he was, actually. Yeah, yeah. And did you have have you have you suffered from anybody saying like, yeah, you know? I mean, I I know if I if I told a load of friends that um, I just spent like a few hours on the phone to Lemmy, um, yeah, there's quite a few of them not you know wouldn't have believed me. Did you have any of that with your friends? No, because they know I love Motorhead. They know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right that. Since that guy gave me that record back when I was eleven, they've been my favorite band, you know. So, and what's your and what's your favorite Motorhead album? Uh, it's impossible for me to say. That's a great uh, answer. Cur- current, currently, Bastards is good. That do you know what? That's the that is the you're absolutely right. That is the sign of a musician, and I should I should know I should know better. That's the yeah. sign of a musician where where it's like, well, you know, today it's this album, and tomorrow it could be that album. Exactly, that's exactly it. Rolls, man. Yeah, yeah, you get in that groove, and you and you rediscover albums as well. You know? Oh hell yeah, you discover bands and shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, and um, so you um, you're you're not playing in bands anymore yourself. No, uh-uh. I've got a thing called um hepatic encephalopathy now it kind of affects my timing and my rhythm and stuff i can't really hold a a beat any longer i can't keep time very well right it's just a screwed up disease that i got in my brain that uh uh constricts the way i walk and talk and shit like that and all that stuff so um, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. Is that, you know, at least you've been sort of diagnosed. Is there any any idea like how it happened or how you can? Uh, years it? of liver abuse. I was a big time alcoholic. I was uh, right. I mean, drinking champion of the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but years of alcohol abuse screwed my liver up, which screwed my screwed my brain up. And it's between my liver and my brain. They fight it out. And sometimes it depends on who wins, how I operate, you know. Right. Okay. That's good. And so, so I mean, is that a daily battle? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it can be. But you still got, you still managing to maintain a decent quality of life. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Still, I'm still walking and talking and pretty much. I can attest I to that. I, I talk a little choppy, though. I mean, I got kind of a weird accent now, but it's all right. I'm used to it. 
that's yeah that's that's kind of weird that must have taken a lot of getting used to though yeah it's yeah i'm not really a valley girl <laughs> i don't really sound like yeah <laughs> yeah, but, it, it, but i i mean hearing hearing your voice and in and in not sounding like you that must have been a, a real challenge to kind of deal with uh, yeah yeah like, well, you, I wish you seem it, to be it doing was, it it's 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 working as all yet to say it works you know yeah yeah oh look I, mike i'm i'm so grateful that you that you got in contact with me and um oh, yeah, and, and, and also persevered because uh, you know dear dear listener these things don't always go smoothly we tried this <laughs> <Yeah>. last night <laughs> no shit yeah yeah uh, uh, you need another chance man it's cool yeah no no oh mate always always uh, that 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 message you sent me just like i was i've got to talk to this guy and i'm so glad <laughs> i've had the oh, chance great. to do it yeah, very cool awesome you have a great time and you know get in touch and get in touch anytime um awesome. you know it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you and it's been a pleasure message messaging with you make sure you stay in touch right on man. cheers i hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as i did doing it and i think it came across how much i enjoyed doing that because I was finding that story out and the details of it as you were. Like I said, I just got, you know, some sketchy details, but it was enough to um, set my curiosity ablaze. And hence, Mike came on and we had that chat. An amazing story and a real kind of window into the, the kind of man that Lemmy was and that we all know him to have been. Just incredible. And they there's so many of these stories out there if you are listening to this and you have a story like that if you were listening to that and thinking well well i i met lemmy and blah, well come on get in touch and it would be great to have you on the show we've got lots of special guests lined up but this is also about as i mentioned in that interview connecting fans with fans there's everybody's got amazing stories people who met lemmy once have got amazing stories people who are his closest friends have got amazing stories and your motorhead stories doesn't have to be about lemmy it can be about anybody any of the members who've ever been in motorhead this is after all the official motorhead podcast so make sure you get in touch reach out over social media and tell us your stories until next time guys Look forward to speaking to you again when I bring you another episode of the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I don't say agreed. The only gun I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades.